0: Hey Rocketeers, this is your host Greg Webb. If you want to hear more awesome audio adventures and are looking for a way to support the show, sign up for the brand new Rocketeer Club membership. As an official Rocketeer Club member, you will get access to the entire Purple Rocket Library ad-free. You'll also get access to exclusive series like our fully produced sci-fi epic Norb or the improvised bedtime stories I tell to my kids. You'll get activity books to accompany each of the seasons I'm releasing one per month until I'm caught up. You'll get discounted merch, book formatted read-alongs, and an app for a seamless listening experience. You can also gift a membership to your friends and family. So visit purplerocketpodcast.com or click the link in the episode description to sign up. Again, to get more audio adventures and help support the Purple Rocket, go to purplerocketpodcast.com or click the link in the description and sign up for an official Rocketeer Club membership. Thank you so much for your support, Rocketeers. And now, back to our show. Split Rock was a magical place to be a kid. From a distance to the sailor's eye, it looked like nothing more than a little moss-covered island with a lighthouse on it. But up close was much more. It got its name from the wide crack that split down the middle of the rocky island, allowing a channel of water to pass through. Waves crashed against the sharp cliffs to the east and gently lapped against the sandy beach to the west. Its top was covered with a thick, spongy blanket of grass where splashes of color from the beautiful flower and vegetable gardens decorated the hills. Sitting atop the main hill was a strange little home. Its steep, slightly curved roof was covered in grass and a tall lighthouse poked out of it right next to the seashell chimney. A big water mill stuck out the side of the home and slowly creaked as the water from the channel rushed through it. The turning water mill powered the lighthouse and sent thin streams of water down the hill to the various gardens. Sitting atop the hill in a smooth bottom sled was a boy dressed in a yellow onesie pajama. His hair was dark, curly, and long in the back. He pulled a pair of goggles over his eyes, grabbed the reins of his sled, and nudged his sled over the damp, sloping grass. Come on, he said. Almost. Shoom! The sled took off down the hill, sliding over the wet grass. Whoa! He jumped over bumps and curved around rocks. He blew right through the vegetable garden and sent carrots spraying up out of the ground. One last jump and the sled slowed to a stop as it reached the sandy beach. Sand, mud, wet grass, and a few carrots caked his goggles. That was mint! The Purple Rocket Podcast presents The Adventures of Pockets. Episode 1, The Giant Turtle Shell Pockets, came a voice from the house. Pockets pulled off his goggles and looked up to see Otis's old round face in the window. Yes? Time for breakfast? This oyster omelet won't eat itself? Coming! Pockets ran up the hill to the house. As soon as he was inside, he went straight to the cabinet drawers, instead of the dining table. The inside of the house looked like an old fish shop. Fishing nets hung across the ceilings. Oars, barrels, and ship remains made up the furniture. There was an old clock made from a ship's wheel, and a wind chime by the window made of different-sized fishing hooks. It jingled pleasantly in the breeze. Otis sat at the table in front of a steaming plate and after a long moment said, "'Come now, boy, I've been waiting to eat with ya. "'I'll be right there,' Pocket said, his eyes darting between all the trinkets filling the junk drawers. The plump old man sat and watched him with a smile. His gray beard was short, but the hair on his head spilled out of his sailor's cap and nearly touched the floor.' One of his eyes was always squinted, and when he smiled, his whole face turned up in one big, poofy wrinkle. "'Almost done?' he asked patiently. "'Not yet!' Pockets hated being rushed. He had in his mind what he needed, and he didn't want to break focus. "'I'm trying to—' "'Oy, boy, watch that temper!' Otis interrupted. "'Remember, anger is the fog that'll cloud up your lighthouse.' "'Best to let it blow away.' Pockets relaxed. "'Sorry. "'It's all right. "'So what's it gonna be today?' Pockets thumbed through the trinkets "'and started pulling them out "'and placing them in each of his twelve pajama pockets. "'I think I'll go with a rubber band, "'a crayon, some tape, a clothespin, "'a paperclip, a yo-yo, a glue stick.' "'A quarter, some chewing gum, i always like some of that, "'this old wristwatch, a pocket mirror, and some fruit snacks. No, nope, dental floss.' "'Otis's eyebrows shot up. "'Quite a pivot there. "'For once you're gonna floss your teeth?' "'Heavens no,' Pockets chuckled, "'dropping the floss into the last pocket. "'I may need it for rope.' "'Ah, of course,' Otis said.' "'Perhaps you'll pack a rag, too, "'so ye can wipe off the muddy footprints "'ye tracked through the house, Hm? "'Pockets looked back at the long trail of mud prints "'he tracked into the house. "'Sorry,' he said, turning back around. "'Otis smiled. "'No worries, lad. "'I know you'll clean it up. "'Sit.' "'Pockets' trinkets jingled as he sat down at the table. "'So ye ran through the garden again, did ye?' "'Otis asked as they began to eat. "'Sledded through it, actually. "'I didn't mean to. "'I was trying to run off a platypus that was getting into the broccoli "'and accidentally stepped on a few turnips. "'Garden's taken a beating today.' "'A platypus?' "'Otis looked at him. "'Don't think I've ever seen them around here. "'Sure it wasn't a beaver or maybe an otter?' "'Definitely a platypus,' Pockets took another bite of his oyster omelette. Like a beaver and a duck had a baby. webbed feet, furry body, a big duck bill. It was a platypus. Hmm. You know, I've had stranger things wash up on me shores. I recall a chubby toddler wearing a strange pajama, washing up in a turtle shell. Yeah, yeah, I know the story. Pockets looked down at the stains on his already tattered pajama. It was too small for him years ago, but it was his favorite thing in the whole wide world, and he wouldn't dare throw it away. Instead, he cut the sleeves and legs so that his limbs could keep growing into it. It wasn't a pretty sight, but the pockets, being covered in little compartments, made his life so much easier. It had become a part of who he was. He'd been wearing it every day since he washed up on the island— Remember it like it was yesterday, Otis went on. Never seen a storm like it. Pieces of ship everywhere, crates of food, supplies. There is even one of... Live chickens. Pockets finished. Otis ignored him. And then there it was. The biggest turtle shell I've ever seen. Massive. And inside, crying and trembling... "'was a little poofy-haired boy dressed in the strangest clothes I'd ever seen. "'You're a real hero,' Pockets joked. "'Perhaps more so the luckiest bag of bones to ever live. "'He came when I was at me lowest. "'My sailing glory days were long over. "'I was lost.' "'He gestured to a wall covered with medals and and black-and-white photos "'of his younger self in a sailor's uniform,' "'standing with his buddies on a ship. ye gave me purpose, "'something to live for, "'other than turning on a lighthouse "'and watering a garden. Ye washed the lighthouse glass, by the way. "'I did. "'And swept around the light? "'Of course. "'No more climbing on the outside, eh? "'Nearly gave me a heart attack "'when I looked up this morning. "'You were talking about what a blessing I was?' "'Pockets reminded him. "'Right, right, right.' The greatest blessing a man can have, I hope ye know I appreciate ye, and that I love ye. Pockets smiled. You only tell me three times a day. Is that all it is? Otis frowned. In that case, I love ye, I love ye, I love ye, I love ye. Okay, I'm going to go check on the fort. They both laughed as Pockets barely escaped from Otis ruffling his hair. Always on to the next adventure, Otis said. He reminded me of meself when I sailed the... Oi! Not gonna let me finish? Pockets laughed and ran down the hill to the west side of the island, where a giant turtle shell sat half buried in the sand. To a casual passerby, the shell could have easily been mistaken for a small beached whale. But up close, the swirling designs and yellow underbelly revealed its true identity. Circling to the front of it, Pockets dropped to his knees and crawled inside the hole. The inside of the giant shell was incredibly roomy. Pockets had painstakingly turned it into his little getaway, complete with wooden shelves, a little table, a loft, a hammock, some of his favorite books, several of his best drawings of his past adventures, and a few hanging lanterns for his night visits. As Pockets went to the back to grab his fishing nets, something moved in the corner of the room. What the? He sprang back. You again! Get out of here! A platypus bolted by his feet, letting out a strange purring sound. Go on, get! Pockets shooed the creature out of his shell and made sure he was good and gone. Told you it was a platypus, he told himself. With a humph! he returned to the fishnets. Grabbing a bundle, he marched back out onto the beach and found his favorite fishing spot, a little rocky outcrop. He jostled for position next to a few sea lions and cast his net. Pockets loved to fish. Otis had taught him when he was very young and had tasked him with catching food for them. At this point, he'd become quite good at it. He regularly brought back fat-headed sea bass, pink baby marlins, and yellow king crabs. For Pockets, it was a little taste of what was beyond their tiny island. There were only so many adventures one could come up with in a single day on Split Rock, so when the day was through, he liked to dream of what it was like beyond the waves and sunsets. Sometimes, he'd catch exciting glimpses of ships in the distance. And once or twice, the remains of shipwrecks came tumbling to shore, He had scoured the remains for any trinkets worth keeping. He'd found many useful materials for building out his shell fort. But nothing that interesting had happened for quite some time. Pockets squinted at the bluish line on the horizon. A dark cluster of clouds was forming. Pockets! Otis's voice barely reached the beach. Yeah? Pockets shouted back up to the house. He could see Otis's short, round form standing by the gardens. From far away, he looked like a soccer ball with chicken legs. There's a storm brewing. Pack up ye things and come inside. Be right in. Pockets quickly ran back into his shell, threw his fishnets into the barrel, and ran back outside, shutting the door to the opening. He was about to run up the hill when he saw his sled sitting at the bottom of the beach. The tide was creeping higher. He bit his lip. If he didn't put the sled away, the storm would wash it out to sea. He and Otis had worked hard making that sled. He looked between it and the gathering clouds that were now darkening around the island. Arrgh! He ran over, grabbed the sled, and carried it back to the shell. Rain started pattering atop the shell. Pit, pat, pit, Pockets opened the shell door, ran inside and set the sled against the curved wall in the back. Pit, pat, pit, pat, pit, pat. Harder and harder the rain fell. Pockets could hear it echoing through the shell. When he stepped back outside, it was pouring. His big curly mullet was instantly soaked flat. Water streamed off his nose and thick gray sheets surrounded him. What was once a salty breeze was now a violent wind pushing him back and sending waves crashing against the nearby rocks pockets tried to look up the hill to see the house but the heavy rain obscured his view crack lightning split the sky thunder shook the beach crack a bolt of lightning sparked over the top of a rock through the thunder pockets thought he could hear Otis shouting More lightning flashed around him and the thunder nearly shook his frame. He could feel the electricity in the air. Water was now gushing through the island's channel, turning the hillside streams into roaring rivers. Pockets turned and dove back into the shell. The sound of the howling wind outside blew by the shell opening and made an eerie instrumental hum. Scrambling to his feet, he grabbed onto the door and pulled against the force of the wind until it was shut. Pockets collapsed and caught his breath. The sounds of the thunder and rain were now muffled slightly. Pockets stared at the door with wide eyes. His heart was pounding. He'd never seen such a storm in all his life. It was like an angry giant had charged their island. Was Otis okay? He wondered. What about their crops? And the fish? What if the waves reach the house? He felt a sudden jolt as the shell pitched upward. Uh, What was that? Splash! Another wave crashed against the shell and it shook again, knocking Pockets sideways. Splash! 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 A few more waves slammed against the shell and after the third hit, Pockets could feel the ground moving beneath him. The shell was sliding. Whoa! Splash! The shell jerked and spun as water splashed around outside. Splash! A large wave hit the shell so hard that it flipped upside down. For what felt like an hour, Pockets slid across the floor and tumbled around in the dark room as the storm raged outside. Finally, the thunder rumbled into the distance. The rain returned a soft pit-pat pats and the waves slowed to gentle laps against the side of the shell. Pockets felt like he was going to be sick. He crawled up the slanted shell to the upside down door and opened it. Sunlight streamed into the room and a light breeze cooled his face. He closed his eyes and took in the fresh air, hoping it would help settle his stomach. Just as the world around him stopped spinning, he opened his eyes and gulped all he could see was ocean endless water as far as the eye could see the upside down shell was floating like a ship sunlight broke through the clouds and made the flat underbelly of the shell glow it can't be pockets pulled himself up onto the shell and walked across it he looked in all directions water water and more water There was a faint speck of grey covered in green so far out of view, it had nearly vanished in the distance. The only way Pockets was sure it was home was the occasional flicker of light from the lighthouse. Pockets dropped down onto his bottom and stared out in a stupor. "'I think I'm gonna be sick,' came a voice from inside the shell below him. Pockets' eyes widened. "'Is someone in there? Otis?' "Yep, I'm gonna be sick.' said the voice. "'I need a bag... or a ball!' "'Don't you dare!' Pockets ran back over to the doorway, but just as he was about to reach it, a furry head popped out and leaned over the water. "'Gross!' Pockets said, covering his eyes. Once the retching sounds had stopped, he peeked an eye out and jumped. "'You!' The platypus wiped his bill and looked up at him. Bumpy wide, eh?' You've been hiding in my shell? Your shell? I've been living in here for weeks. Weeks? So that's what that smell was? This is my fort. The platypus folded his arms. Did you make it? Pocket scoffed. Well, of course I didn't make it, but I turned it into a fort. See all the stuff inside? Of course I did. It's warm and roomy. And the pants in the drawer are nice and soft. You've been wearing my pants? I had to empty the pockets, though. They were way too full. Empty the... Pockets climbed back into the shell and started checking to make sure all this his stuff was still there. The platypus looked back at him. So, what did you do with the island? Pockets' eyes bounced back and forth. I beg your pardon? "'The island?' the platypus pointed to the sea. "'You took it, and now it's gone.' "'Nothing but water left.' Pocket stared at him. "'Are you serious? "'Were you not just in the same storm as I was? "'We were washed out to sea!' "'The platypus tapped his webbed foot. "'Ah, that would explain the bumpy wide. "'I thought maybe you were just trying to shake me out of the shell.' Kinda like you so rudely chased me out of the garden. Can't you just swim away, please? Pocket said, rummaging through his supplies. The platypus looked back at the water and gulped. I'm not a very good swimmer. How about you swim away? It's my shell, Pocket snapped. And who's ever heard of a platypus that can swim? Honestly, what's this? He held up a big egg. The platypus's eyes went big. Careful, that's my egg! He waddled over and carefully took it from Pockets. Pockets looked at it confused. Is that one of yours? You about to have a baby? That it is, the platypus said, rubbing the egg smudges off on his fur. We had a few, actually. We? My missus. She and the other eggs were separated during the storm. This is all I have left. The shell went quiet. Pockets felt bad for snapping at the creature. He remembered what Otis had taught him about controlling his temper. I'm Pockets, he finally said, extending a hand. Petey, the platypus said, taking it and giving it a good shake. Well, Petey, for the moment it looks like we're stuck with each other. We'll have to figure out a way to turn this shell into a sailboat if we're going to get back to Split Rock. My Otis will be worried seasick. Maybe your wife and eggs are back there too. Sounds like a plan, said Petey, clapping his webbed hands together. <coughs> Allow me. He picked up a pencil off the table and waved it through the air. Abra-cadabra. What are you doing? I'm trying to turn this shell into a sailboat. Are you a wizard, Platypus? You just said we had to turn the shell into a sailboat, so I thought I'd give it a whirl. Pockets rubbed his forehead. How about you sit right over there on that chair? Good. And I'll see what I can do about building a sail for the shell, okay? I love sitting, Petey said, adjusting in his seat. It's one of my favorite activities. That and stealing veggies, I suppose. It's right up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Peetie hummed happily and gently drummed on the egg in his lap. There was a strange squawking noise outside. Pockets froze and listened. You hear that? My humming is lovely, isn't it? Petey grinned. I belong to a humming quartet back in... No, there it is again. Pockets climbed up the slant and peeked outside. What in the world? What is it? Pity waddled over and took a look for himself. Outside, a sailless pirate ship was being carried through the air by dozens of pelicans tied to ropes. It gradually floated down until it splashed into the water next to them. As the ship settled, the pelicans pulled off their ropes and perched on the deck railing. Each one of them looked more ridiculous than the other. Eye patches, scruffy clothes, leather belts, swords. Pelet pirates, Petey gasped. Pelet what? Pockets looked between the platypus and the pelicans. Petey hid his face behind his egg and peeked out over it. You've never heard of the horrible Pellipirates, the treacherous wings of the waves, the treasure-scoopers? Pocket shook his head. Nope. One of the pelicans was flying over to them. Oh no, they see us! Petey hid behind his egg, but was still clearly visible. Well, well, look what we have here, said the pirate pelican as he landed on the shell. This one wore a three-pointed captain's hat, decorated with different feathers, and had a zigzagging sword sheathed at his side. "'That's right, lads,' said the Pelopirate. Pirate. "'Ye eyes aren't playing tricks on ye. I am who ye think I am.' <sighs> he stared off heroically and gave them a moment to process. "'And who exactly are you?' Pocket said with a raised eyebrow. The pelican glared at him. Let me try this. He held out his wings. Uh Uh-huh. Rigging any ship's bells, mates? That's a ten-foot wingspan. The longest of any bird in yondra. I can smack a dozen seagulls with just one of these babies. Nothing. The pointed hat with feathers. The lightning bolt sword. (sighs) He groaned and then mumbled. The Big Mouth? Peter gasped. Oh, is Big Mouth the Pelopoirate? He looked at the bird in awe. Big Mouth pointed a feather at him. Right ye are, lad. Right ye are. He struck a few more poses to drive home the point. Pockets nodded. Big Mouth makes sense. He scrunched his face. "'What's Yondra?' "'Big Mouth's eyes nearly popped out of his head. "'What is Yondra?' he laughed. "'He must not be from round here, boy.' "'His seashell earrings swayed at the sides of his head "'as he hobbled across the shell on one webbed foot and a harpoon leg. "'He stopped in front of Pockets and looked him over. "'Pockets gagged at the stench of fish on the bird's breath.' A human who's never heard of Yondra, the captain said to himself. That's right. Why, Yondra is the crown of the sea, a fantastical land of enchantment and danger, a world of magical misfits, a cursed and blessed place of... I think I get it, Pockets interrupted. Sounds like an interesting place. Why don't you head off to Yondra and have a magical time while we turn this into a sailship? And please mind the shell. I'd prefer not to get any droppings on it. Thanks. Pockets crawled into the shell and went back to digging through his supplies. Petey ran after him. Um, Pockets? Yes? That was the Captain Big Mouth, the most feared pelipiwit to ever glide the sea. So? The only fearsome thing about that bird is his breath? Pelicans dressed like pirates. Ridiculous. (laughs) hardy, hardy, hooty, hurr, came Captain Big Mouth's voice outside. Bring her over here, lads. Bring her here. Now what? Pockets rushed back to the opening and looked out. The Pelipirate crew had regained their ropes and were flying the ship closer to the shell. What's this? Pockets asked. It's a treasure scoop, of course, flapped the captain's huge mouth. He popped up right where we were about to start scooping. Don't ye worry, lad. We'll save ye for last. He turned to his crew. Scoop him up, boys. Petey gasped. I've always wanted to see a treasure scoop. They watched as the Pella Pirates dove off their ship and splashed into the water. Pockets could see their feathered bodies swooping below the surface, followed by trails of bubbles. Their mouths opened and scooped up coins and treasure, half-buried in the shallow, sandy seafloor below. Once they had a bulging mouthful, they swam to the surface and flew their catch back up to the boat. One by one, they opened their beaks and spilled their catch into a pile on deck. Then they turned and dove back for more. "'Ah, beautiful, ain't it?' the captain said, folding his wings and watching proudly. Pockets shrugged. "'Not bad. Let me know if they scoop up a mast and a sail.' He turned and climbed back into the shell, leaving Peedy to ogle the treasure scoop. A minute later, Pockets heard the captain outside. "'What's that ye have there?' "'This is my special ache. Petey replied innocently. "'Special indeed. Let me have a look at her.' "'Well, all right.' Pocket's eyebrows shot up and he bolted back outside. "'Hold it!' Petey's outstretched hands froze, holding the egg. "'Don't let his filthy feathers touch it,' Pocket said. "'He's a pely pirate, remember? "'He'll just throw it in his big old mouth and fly off.' Pete slowly pulled his egg back and looked at the captain suspiciously. "Give me the egg, lad," the captain snarled. "Um," Pete trembled. "Get back, Petey, Pocket said. "We don't deal with pirates." "It's pela pirates to you, boy." <whistles> the captain whistled to his crew. "Oi!" Take him back to the ship. I want the shell searched. And empty the boy's pockets. The Pella Pirates immediately started flying over to the shell, a few of them still with a mouthful of treasure. Pockets glared at them. No one empties my pockets. He reached into one of the pockets on his left arm and pulled out the rubber band. Just as the first Pella Pirate came swooping towards him, Pockets pulled the rubber band back over his thumb, aimed and fired. Quing, quink! The band shot off his finger and hit the Pella Pirate in the eye. eye! The bird cried as he crashed down on the shell. Coins spilled out of his mouth as he tumbled across it and splashed down into the water. Captain Big Mouth stared at him stunned. Scoop him up, boys! More Pella Pirates dove for them, Pockets picked up gold coins and dropped them into the empty pocket on his left arm. Then, one by one, he took them out and started firing them off his rubber band. Thing thunk, thing thunk. Coins shot through the sky and knocked the pella pirates out of the air. Thing thunk, thing thunk. A fat pella pirate swooped down and grabbed hold of the rubber band. Gotcha! In one swift motion, Pockets pulled the other end of the band over the Pella Pirate's face and then pulled the bird's wing and let go. Whack! Making the bird whack himself in the face. (sighs) Pockets yanked the band off him as he tumbled into the water. Two more Pella Pirates grabbed the rubber band. While they held either end, Pockets grabbed hold of the middle, pulled it back and let go making it smack into the face of a third charging bird. As the Pella Pirate fell, Pockets chopped down hard onto the tight band, and both birds holding either end were yanked towards each other. Conk! They bonked heads and fell back into the water. Pockets caught the rubber band before it could fall. Who are you? Captain Big Mouth said, taking a step back. I'm Pockets. Pockets put away his rubber band and pulled something from another pocket, the yo-yo. He quickly looped it on his finger and let it drop up and down a few times. Three more pelopirates Pirates charged. Pockets flung the yo-yo out at the first one. The toy rolled out on the string and whack, it hit the bird in the belly. The yo-yo whipped back into Pockets' hand before whack, whack, he uncoiled it two more times hitting the second pelican in the chest and the third in the wing. A fourth pirate, the tallest of them all, charged with his sword held high. Nah! Pockets crouched, flung the yo-yo over his head, and then swooped it low with the pelican. The yo-yo wrapped itself around the pirate's feet, then FING WHACK! Pockets pulled back, tightening the string, and yanked the bird off his feet. As the bird rolled off into the water with a groan, Pockets pulled the yo-yo back into his hand and let it drop up and down a few times. I'm Petey, by the way, in case you're wondering. Petey waved as he fumbled his fifth load of dropped treasure into the shell. That's it, roared the captain. Enough games. Take the whole shell. Harpoons! Sh-foo, sh-foo, sh-foo. Several harpoons flew down and stuck into the shell. Pulling onto the attached ropes, the Pella Pirate crew started lifting the giant shell out of the water and flying it back to their ship. Oh, no you don't! Pockets tried to reach the pelicans with his yo-yo, but the yo-yo string wasn't long enough. So, he quickly put the yo-yo back into its pocket, pulled out the rubber band, scooped up the last of the fallen coins, and started firing. fing thunk, fing thunk. Birds started dropping out of the air. With every downed bird, the shell sank lower and lower until fing thunk, Splash! One last shot, and the last struggling pelopirate fell, letting go of the rope and making the ship drop back into the water. Pockets used the floss from one of his leg pockets to tie a thin line around the harpoons and pull them out of the shell with one hard tug. Then he tossed them overboard and returned the floss to its pocket. Oh, look what you did! They crouched down to look at the shell. You scuffed it up Good! Pockets stood and glared at the captain. "Get off my shell!" he growled, folding his arms and fingering his pockets. Trembling, Captain Big Mouth drew his zigzag sword and aimed it at him. "Easy, lad, ye're out of coins, ye are." Pockets looked around, and sure enough, there were no more coins for him to shoot. His eyes trailed back to the captain. I said, off. "'Easy does it,' the captain slowly backed up. He eyed Pete, who was still gathering treasure while holding his egg. Rah! "'He reached out and pulled the platypus against him. "'No sudden moves, mate!' he roared. "'Help!' Petey cried, struggling under Big Mouth's feathery grip. <laughs> "'You're right! His breath! I can't! It smells like tuna!' All I wanted was this. Without warning, Big Mouth pulled the egg out of Petey's hands and dropped it into his enormous mouth. The egg sunk down into his bill's pouch. No! Petey shouted. <laughs> <laughs> the captain laughed and the egg bounced around in his mouth pouch. Petey Duck! Pocket shouted. Duck! Where? Petey cried. Now we have to deal with ducks! Head down! Petey ducked his head while Pockets' hands whipped out of two pockets, holding the rubber band and the quarter. Fum funk! In a blur, Pockets let his quarter fly, pelting the captain square in the head. Bah! Captain Big Mouth fell back and started sliding off the shelf. Pockets ran and slid down after him. The egg had slipped out of his mouth. Splash! They splashed into the water. Seconds later, Pockets surface holding Petey's egg and his quarter and rubber band. You got it! Petey clapped. As Pockets pulled himself back onto the shell, Captain Big Mouth splashed out of the water and flew back to his ship, mumbling curses. A couple of frightened Pella pirates still stood on the shell, staring at Pockets in amazement. They hugged each other and watched in horror as Pockets reached into another pocket and took out a piece of gum. Whimpering, they waited for something terrible to happen, but after a few chews, Pockets just blew a bubble. POP! The Pella squealed and flew away to join the others. Pockets shook the water out of his hair and handed over the egg. Petey gave it a big hug and cradled it like a baby. You saved her! Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you! You're welcome, Pockets said between chews. It's a her? Yep. You can tell by the darker shade of white. And it's warmer. Girl shells are always nice and toasty. Pockets raised an eyebrow. He wasn't sure he believed the logic behind the explanation, but he shrugged anyway. He checked his pajama pockets to make sure he still had all of his trinkets. Good. Everything was where it should be. Next time, he said, don't go handing your things to a stranger, all right? Whatever you say, Petey nodded. Looks like we won't have to worry about them no more. He pointed his webbed hand at the pirate ship that was now being lifted away by the grumbling Pella Pirates. For now, anyway... Pocket said, watching it float away. "'Now, where was I? "'Ah, supplies! "'I need to make a sail.' "'He climbed back into the shell to rummage around. "'A moment later he shouted, "'Our supplies! "'They're gone!' "'Yeah, I saw a few things fall out "'when they lifted us into the air,' Petey said outside. "'And one of the Palla pirates made off "'with a few things too. "'I think he took a shot.' The one with the shark? Oh, I love that shirt. Maybe we can find more supplies on that island. Island? Pockets poked his head out. Where? Petey pointed his webbed hand over the water. That one there. The one that looks like a crown. Pockets climbed up onto the top of the shell and looked out. Sure enough, they were approaching an island. Rocky mountain peaks jutted out in different directions, making it look like a giant floating crown. The crown of the sea, Pockets mumbled, remembering what the captain had said Yondra. Okay, Rocketeers, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Adventures of Pockets. I'm not going to lie. I always get a little nervous starting a new series. I kind of played with this episode quite a bit. Uh, It's not perfect, but I always got to get it to a point where I'm excited to go to the next one myself. I've got to get myself into the story. So I hope you enjoyed it. I think we got some cool adventures on the way with Pockets and his crazy pocket trinkets. That's what I'm most excited about. That's the cool stuff. I want to do some shout-outs to some very special Rocketeers. Jackson, Thomas, and Bradley and their mom, Katie, who live in Stafford, Virginia. Thank you so much for your support. And thank you so much for your service as a military family. Sounds like you guys get to travel around a lot, which is awesome and exciting. I bet you guys have seen some really cool places. Thank you guys so much for listening. I also want to thank the Rink family for their support and 12-year-old Arnold from Taiwan, who's been listening for years. Arnold, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And during the last episode, I gave a shout-out to Zia, and I think I accidentally implied that Zia was a girl. Sorry, Zia. Forgive me, brother. I know you're a boy. And your name is so cool and unique. I had no point of reference. I don't know enough Zia's. Zia, thank you for listening, buddy. I also want to share a few reviews. This one's from Leah, who's 11 years old. And it says, The Purple Rocket Podcast is definitely my favorite podcast of all time. The stories are fun, interesting, and unique. My favorites are Space Train and Camp Dino. The sound effects and voices are always awesome, and I especially love the sounds of Zeta's triplets. I would recommend these stories to anyone and already have. Awesome, Leah. That's so cool. Thank you. I listen to them every night, and they just keep getting better and better. Thank you so much for this amazing podcast. Aw, what great feedback. Thank you so much. And I'm glad you've enjoyed the sounds of Zeta's triplets. That's basically all I kept doing into a microphone, and had you been in the same room, you'd probably be raising your eyebrow watching this middle-aged man making little weird chipmunk noises and some farting noises, thinking, like, what is wrong with this guy? Anyway, thanks, Leah. I have another review. This one's from Deb OG. It says, hi, my name is Frankie. We went camping this week and my five-year-old stopped every person we came across and said, Hi, my name is Frankie. Go to wherever you get your podcasts and download the Purple Rocket podcast. It's the best and good for the whole family at least 50 times. I was in tears. Thanks, Greg, for enriching our lives. Oh, that's amazing, Frankie. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. Everybody, Rocketeers, every campsite you go to, just start, start going campsite to campsite and tell them about the Rocket Podcast. Oh, that's so cool. I love it. That is the best. The biggest compliment I can get is having you Rocketeers share the podcast with your friends and family or even strangers at a campsite. That's amazing. This one's from Malima says, best ever. This is an amazing podcast. I basically have subscribed to every kid's podcast I've seen. The Purple Rocket is one of the few I genuinely mean. Just kidding, but seriously, (laughs) it's awesome. Thanks, Malima. I love it. These are great reviews. Thank you so much, Rocketeers. Please leave a review at Apple Podcasts. You can send me your feedback via email, podcast at com. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your experience, listening to the stories as a family. I'm always trying to improve them and make them, you know, obviously I want a wide range of ages to enjoy the story. So feedback is great. I love it. Uh, if you're looking for a way to support the show and help me out, you can go to patreon.com and look for the Purple Rocket Podcast there and you can get some bonus stories, some discounts on merch. So check it out, Purple Rocket Podcast on Patreon. And of course, as always, I want to give a big thank you to my mom, Roxanne Webb. She really helped me talk through this episode gave me some great ideas. She's been editing my stories for a long, long time, Rocketeers. Moms are awesome. Thanks, Mom. And a thank you to Jeremy from harmoniousideas.com for helping me edit the audio. Jeremy, thank you. Rocketeers, don't forget to tune in next time for an all-new episode. This is your host, Greg Webb.